I'm your host, Brian Wells, and I'm a fourth-generation homesteader. Since 2008, my family and I have been homesteading here in beautiful upstate New York. In 2019, I launched the Homestead Journey podcast to help people just like you get started and find success on their journey towards self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability. This is the Homestead Journey, and this is Season 4. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Homestead Journey podcast. So glad to have you here with me for yet another episode as we talk about self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability. This is Season 4 of the Homestead Journey podcast, and this is is episode number 168. As always, my name is Brian, and I am coming to you from 3B Farm and Homestead here in beautiful upstate New York. Now, before I jump into today's episode, I did want to apologize that I am putting this out a day late. Had some technical difficulties yesterday. I recorded the episode, and then when I went and listened to it back, the audio was so horrible There was just no way I was going to be able to salvage it. It was later in the day that I normally record the podcast, and I just said, forget it. I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm not staying up late. So thank you very much for your grace and understanding in me uh, putting this out a day later than I normally do. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different in that I'm not going to have a regular homestead happening segment in large part because I didn't really do a lot here on the homestead last week. Last week, I spent part of the week recovering from our trip to New Hampshire to help Jack put on the Homesteaders of New England Fall Gathering, and then part of it was preparing to return to New Hampshire for another function that I was a part of over the weekend, and so I wasn't on the homestead much last week to really get much done. Suffice it to say, we ate good from the garden, and that pretty much is our update. But on today's episode, I did want to share with you something that I did last week, and that is that I joined the New York Farm Bureau. Now, before I jump into what the New York Farm Bureau is and why I joined it, I certainly want to preface this by saying that this is not necessarily an advertisement of or an endorsement of Farm Bureaus Nationwide or the New York Farm Bureau in and of itself. I'm not here to say you need to go join the New York Farm Bureau or the Farm Bureau within your state. I am simply sharing with you something that I did because I am trying to do something tangible to try to help further the cause of homesteading in my state, my local area, maybe even nationwide. And I really believe that by joining this organization, I can do that. For you, it may look different. There may be other organizations for you to join or other things that you can do. So I just simply wanted to preface this episode by saying that this is not an advertisement for the Farm Bureau, but I want to explain to you what the Farm Bureau is, why I joined it, and why I think it may be beneficial in helping advance the cause of homesteading, at least here in New York State. So let me just start this episode by explaining what the New York Farm Bureau is, because it's an organization that I was aware of, but I never really thought of it in the context of homesteading. I always thought of the Farm Bureau as being something for 
the big boys, the bigger guys, large scale agriculture. So what I did is I just went over to their website and I just grabbed some snippets from the about section just to help explain what the New York Farm Bureau is. The Farm Bureau is a non-governmental volunteer organization financed and controlled by member families for the purpose of solving economic and public policy issues challenging the agricultural industry. The mission of New York Farm Bureau is supporting today's agricultural needs and creating member opportunities for tomorrow through advocacy and education. The forward-looking NYFB vision is the voice of New York agriculture that unites a diverse farm community and builds a stronger food system and rural economy. As I said, while I had heard of the uh, New York Farm Bureau in the past, I had seen it at our local county fair, and I think I had seen signs for it around our local community, it really wasn't until the Southern Adirondack Homesteading Festival that I remotely saw it as connected to homesteading. To me, as I stated earlier, it seemed like it was something that was geared more towards the big boys, large-scale agriculture, not going to necessarily say big ag, but certainly large farms and and so forth. And I, I didn't think that it would ever have any interest in the issues that homesteaders face. But at the Southern Adirondack Homesteading Festival, I met Natalie, who is the manager of the region that we're a part of. I think there's five or six counties that she is responsible for. And we really became friends. If you actually watched any of the live uh, coverage that I did from the Southern Adirondack Homesteading Festival, Natalie actually jumped on and I did a little prompt to interview with her as she explained about the mission of the New York Farm Bureau. And she and I have become friends. We have continued to talk and have conversations back and forth with regards to the New York Farm Bureau. So over the last several months, Natalie has tried to convince me to join the New York Farm Bureau. I started sharing with her some of the things that we face as homesteaders that I think are unique to homesteaders versus other areas uh, within the agricultural industry, but I, I still was not convinced that the New York Farm Bureau would be interested in those issues. You know, things like confusing regulations, regulations that are tailored for the big guys that set the barrier for entry so high that it's just difficult for homesteaders to get started. Laws that make it difficult for small producers and homesteaders to sell meat and other products, confusing cottage food industry laws. And I just started sharing with Natalie a little bit about some of the challenges that we as homesteaders face. Obviously, that's not a, a conclusive list. The list goes on and on and on. But one of the things that Natalie said to me over and over again is she said, Brian, we could not advocate for changes to problems that we don't know exist. And while that made sense to me, I must say I still was not convinced. I was not convinced that the organization would care or even listen to those issues. So what changed? Well, last week I was talking to uh, another friend of mine who is involved with the New York Farm Bureau 
And last, I believe it was Monday evening, they actually had the monthly meeting of the, the members of the New York Farm Bureau in our county. And somebody in that meeting actually raised the question, is homesteading an underserved and under-resourced segment of agriculture in our area? Now, it was not my friend who I would consider a homesteader that raised that. It was not Natalie that raised it. It was another member that unprompted raised that question. And when I heard that, I signed up the next day. You see, Natalie was right. How can I expect the New York Farm Bureau or any other organization for that matter to advocate and provide education for problems that they don't know exist. How can I expect them to provide guidance on regulations that they may not realize are confusing to people like me? Now, to be honest with you, maybe nothing will come of this. Maybe that was one person and nobody else really cares to answer that question. Is homesteading an underserved and overlooked segment of agriculture in Washington County and in New York State as a whole? Maybe this will end up being a colossal waste of time, and maybe I've just flushed my membership dues right on down the commode. I don't know. We're about to find out. But what I do know is that I cannot expect this organization, or again, any organization, to address these problems and these issues if they don't have somebody who is willing to speak out and to raise those questions and to bring those things to light and to bring those things to their attention. And so maybe by working with the New York Farm Bureau and getting to know people within the New York Farm Bureau and making those connections I will be able to actually affect positive change in ways that getting on Facebook and complaining never will. You see, it's real easy for me to jump on Facebook and I'll be the first one to admit it. I've done this before where I'll jump onto a Facebook group and I will complain about the stupid, insane laws and regulations that govern some of these things and how it's just so crazy that I can process a thousand chickens on my farm and sell them direct consumers. I can't process one rabbit legally. To me, that's really, really dumb. But if I'm not working with an organization to try to affect change in that area, then what have I done? I've wasted a number of seconds, minutes, hours of my day, typing that on Facebook, being a keyboard warrior, but I've done nothing whatsoever to actually affect positive change in that area. It's real easy, isn't it? To sit on Facebook or Twitter or Parler or Telegram, Truth, whatever, Truth Social, whatever social media that you're a part of. It's really easy to sit there and rail against the government and the stupid regulations and the insane um, laws that govern some of these things. It's something totally different to get into the trenches and to try to affect change. Something totally different to do that. Now, I realize that change is not going to come overnight. 
I don't see joining the New York Farm Bureau as a magic bullet that is somehow going to bring about utopia in the communist state of New York. <laughs> I've, I've lived long enough, and maybe that's pessimism. I, I would say it's probably more realism to know that change is not going to come quickly and that change may never come. But I do see in the New York Farm Bureau an organization that is willing or potentially willing to advocate for those changes, but they cannot advocate for those changes if they don't know what problems exist. Natalie was right. But Natalie, I would say to you, be careful what you wish for, because I'm going to make sure you know what problems exist. (laughs) But in all seriousness, folks, I do really want to encourage you to figure out ways to affect positive change for homesteading in your community, whether it's going to your local town council meetings or going to county boards of supervisor meetings or reaching out and writing to your Congress people or whether it's joining organizations like the Farm Bureau, the New York Farm Bureau, and really trying to make positive change. Now, certainly I don't think this is the only way to go about it. I think there are other avenues by which we can affect positive change. I I believe that attending local homesteading conferences and festivals actually can help do that because all of a sudden as you bring people together, the powers that be realize, oh, wait a minute. Here is a group of people that maybe has existed under our noses all this time that we didn't realize needs some attention, that faces some challenges, and that might need some help. And whether that's through the cooperative extensions, like what's taking place in New Hampshire, as I mentioned on last week's episode, or whether that's working through organizations like the Farm Bureau. I don't know what it's going to look like in your area, but I do know this much. I am done being a keyboard warrior. I'm going to try to do my best to find tangible ways to affect positive change in the homesteading community. And I challenge you to do the same. Whatever that looks like in your area, however that looks for you, I challenge you to find tangible ways to try to make things better for homesteading wherever it is that you live. If you have some ideas on how to make that happen or some other great organizations that you're aware of that you can partner with, let me know. Reach out to me. Brian at the homesteadjourney.net is my email address. I would love to hear from you and I would love to share with others those organizations or the things that you are finding helpful to affect positive change in your area. Folks, that's it for this episode. I hope you found it helpful. And until next time, keep up the good work.